Hello and welcome to the Nationals Business Podcast. Today, it's President Donald Trump. Words I never thought I would say. Uh, hello, I'm Andy Scott and this morning I was at the American Business Council in Dubai and the Northern Emirates for their election bre uh, breakfast and it was a dreadfully subdued morning, I have to say. Uh, there must have been a lot, about 150 people um, gathered together, stars and stripes aplenty. And I found one Trump supporter in the, the whole of the event, uh, and he was rather quiet as well. It was one of the most um, anticlimactic events I've ever been to. Uh, I'm joined by Mustafa Al-Rawi today. He's the business editor for The National. We'll be talking about what a Donald Trump presidency might have in store for the Middle East and particularly the UAE. Mustafa, were you as surprised as I was? Well, you almost said Brexit instead of breakfast. <laughs> so um, did everyone manage to keep their keep their appetites when, when the results came in? I mean, these were these are sort of very educated business people based in, in the UAE, weren't they, you were mingling with? Yeah, well, I think uh, the word would be regrexit. Well, I apologize. Come up for with that. all kind all kinds of words for that. Uh, but you know, to your point of what does it mean for the for the business and investment community here? Uh, obviously, we're we are ge geographically removed, but there will be reverberations, particularly felt through the markets. You saw the reaction this morning from uh, U.S. stock futures; they did not like it at all um, that Trump uh, was going to win the the election. And you saw a violent reaction from stock markets, currency markets, commodities markets around the world. And we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Certainly, there are a lot of ramifications for the U.S. dollar, which has an impact here, of course as well as on um, other asset classes. Well, actually, yeah, you say ramifications for the US dollar. I went to see our banking correspondent, uh, Mahmoud Kassem, about that. He thinks that Trump's, well, um, his positive outlook towards protectionism, uh, putting up uh, trade barriers and uh, focusing on infrastructure and, uh, and the American heartland will actually keep the dollar as a strong currency and a safe haven. Well, we've got a, a little bit of a template uh, on a smaller scale when uh, the UK voted to leave the European Union earlier this year, one of, of many of the shocks of 2016. But um, what happened was the pound tumbled um, in, uh, in the aftermath amid the uncertainty. Stocks have done well, actually, funnily enough, um, in the UK. But the Bank of England moved very quickly with a rate cut uh, to support the economic growth. And the numbers have looked good that have come out in terms of the data since June when the referendum happened. Now, I'll be very curious to see how the US Federal Reserve responds to a Trump election win and so much uncertainty in the markets. Remember, it's going to be a full two months before he's actually sworn in. So there's going to be a lot of shouting and hoo-ha, just like in the aftermath of Brexit, uh, maybe legal challenges, just like in the UK, all kinds of stuff that's going to create more fear and uncertainty as we head into um, 2017. So there could be a lot of pressure on the dollar. And if the Federal Reserve stays its hand and doesn't hike rates like everyone thinks it will, then that could have a real impact on the currency. Well, I think uh, there was a note out from HSBC or Saxo Bank, I'm not sure which one, but uh, one of the banks, major banks, uh, suggested that, uh, that quantitative easing and zero interest rate policy uh, has had a major effect in, in, in pushing Trump to the, the pinnacle. Uh, and the, the Fed will be looking to decouple themselves from 
uh, and particularly Yelland, who's only there till uh, January 18, there will be a decoupling from the Fed. And, well, and again, the... again, I'll give you the Brexit template. And Mark Carney, the Bank of England governor, was under enormous pressure for his responses before the vote, for his actions after the vote. And he's come out and said, I'll stick around till 2019 when um, you know the negotiations are done with, with the EU over Brexit. Um, but he, he basically essentially fell on his sword and said, you know, I'll go. Um, and he, he became a very politicized force and central bankers aren't supposed to be. But there's been a back chat going on for some time where politicians have been very quick to kind of say, well, central bankers haven't done anything to help us. You know, it's their fault we're in this situation. Although the truth is, is that no one was doing anything and it was left to central bankers to step in and try and revive economic growth. It was globally. a vacuum. Yeah. yeah. And Mahmoud, I was talking to him earlier as well, and he seemed to think that, that Trump's rhetoric indicates um, some favor for fiscal stimulus in the United States and that the government may start to pump money in. And that's very much the noise that central bankers have been making is like, we've done enough. Now you've got to pump some money in the system. Certainly the noises in the Middle East, sorry, just to continue yeah. this thought, and the UAE is also moving along those lines. So if we see 2017 as a big year where a lot of liquidity is coming in. But I thought it, one of Trump's um, standpoints was to, to reduce the debt. I think it's up to $20 trillion. Well, he said so much in the last <laughs> year, right? That, yes. that, that this is the Let's point. not say some of it. Well, this okay. is the point of the uncertainty, is that the uncertainty will only grow as people do exactly what you're doing, very intelligently saying, well, you said this, and what does that mean? And his advisors and the Republican Party will be out in force to kind of shape a message as we go into 2017. But all it will do for two to three months is create mayhem on, on financial markets. Now, I will paint a scenario for you that will be positive. Okay. Okay. So Donald Trump, uncertainty, markets swinging, mm -hmm. Okay. Dollar falls, okay, mm -hmm. as okay. a result. Crude rises. Oh. You know, his foreign policy is questionable. Yes, but he's also said that he didn't want to buy take imports from Saudi Arabia. Correct, yeah. But, you know, US, I mean, you know, that, that's a whole other onion bag. And basically, you know, if people are uncertain about geopolitical situation, typically crude will rise. What's that good for? Well, it's good for this region. It's good for definitely. the UAE property market. It's good for Dubai property. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, whenever anything happens, Dubai wins. That's the that's of the course. golden rule. Yes, isn't it? I'm not sure it won in the, uh, the the financial crash, but yeah. Well, in the in the end, look how well they did. Yeah, uh, and by the way, and this is just a tangent. I'm going off today. I, I worked at the uh, the business uh, uh, the American Business Council's uh, election breakfast was in the JW Marriott beautiful hotel on the banks of the Dubai Canal. Oh, you saw the water. I, I was there. The, the new waterway, which has been built straight through the middle of Dubai. You cannot believe it. Will the next growth area for employment be gondola drivers? <laughs> I, I did or think sailors, about buying a canoe. Yes. Yeah, yes. kayaking yes. will be the next big thing. Yes. It's, it's a very impressive uh, bit of uh, infrastructure, I have to say. It was incredible. Uh, and also, I, I know this is a tangent. I know you want to hear about Trump. But while I was at the breakfast, I spoke to the guy who's behind Hydraloop. Uh, Hyperloop. Yes, uh, is the CEO of Hyperloop. This uh, magnetic-driven uh, um, uh, mass transport, um, basically being shot like a bullet out of a gun. Yes, basically. but using mag magnets and in a in a in a tube, and it yeah. can do Dubai to um, Abu Dhabi in twelve minutes. But he's talking about putting them, I, I mean, having a, a whole array and infrastructure of these pipes, which will go from Jebel Ali Port up to Al Maktoum Airport, down to Dubai International, yeah. down to uh, uh, Kizad, peppering 
the UAE and well, then over to Riyadh. Let me let me stop you there because you raise a really valuable point, which is that um, we can all worry about Trump and, and elected officials. But, you know, I think Spain didn't have a government for a year and, and their economy did really, really well. <laughs> and um, and I think probably a bigger driver now for the economic outlook is new technology, disruptive technology, things like Hyperloop, innovation. That's much more important. We'll worry about Trump for the next six months, but then something will come along that will will change you know, our thinking entirely. Yeah, and, and it, won't matter, who, it won't matter who's in the, in the White House. Yeah, but it, it's, you know, it's it, very much the theme of the last few years has been sort of disruptive tech and what that does for us. And, and, that, tends, and that tends to overtake um, all, our, all our concerns and, and really the power that elected officials have to shape uh, our economic direction is, is is not quite what it was. Well, you are very right about that. And the fact is that Trump's message actually ignored innovation, ignored future technology. It goes back to, harkens back to the mines, fracking, oil, what America was known for, well, and giving yeah. back to the heartland of the industries which they have now lost. I mean, they say that the Brexit vote was as much sort of a nostalgic vote of, of you know, of a time when, when Britain was great. And I guess, you know, he said, let's make America great again, was, was his message, I think, I'm paraphrasing. And he had his red caps, and everyone was wearing their red caps this morning um, for the vote. And again, it's a nostalgia of when, you know, the, the world was, was a bit simpler, perhaps, at least the perception of it was, and particularly America's place in the world and, and the place of the average American. But that's, you know, that we're, we're holding on to something that does no longer exist. Well, it's true. A CNN commentator this morning, I don't know if you heard it, called it a white lash. <laughs> I but, don't know. I don't know about it. They're very emotional at the moment on the media. I mean, particularly the likes of CNN, who kind of very clearly, you know, stuck their flags in, in certain camps yeah. um, and, you know, kind of like a bit worried about it all. I think it was a guy crying on TV about, you know, the effect on his children. But the, the, the truth is, is that, you know, we we moved on and technology has really helped us. You know, the EU as a concept perhaps didn't quite keep up with the changing pace of technology. And uh, whatever Trump thinks and whatever supporters think, the events will overtake them as well. I mean, you, you think about we're on the cusp of some kind of new uh, industrial revolution, if you believe people like Klaus Schwab at the, w, at the World Economic Forum. You know, and we think about 3D printing and all these kind of inventions that are coming mainstream now. And that changes a lot. So whatever the fears were now in two or three years, it, it may have been completely redundant. Well, it's true. And, and it, we, we talked about this just before we came on and, and what Donald Trump has harnessed more than anything else is the power of social media. Absolutely. And what that means to our traditional media companies and what it might mean for ad spend in the States on TV is going to have a huge effect. This, uh, it's as disruptive as... I, 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 I mean, to the that. point where um, Hillary spent more than Donald on You're TV, obviously. much, Easily. much more, yeah, yeah. and it didn't make a difference. And yeah. so the only people that should really be worrying are the local TV stations that rely on a, a jamboree every couple of years from, mm -hmm. from elections that, that give them so much you know, revenue. I think that, that probably will change. You know, but then Facebook and Google and all these other companies that are coming to the fore, you know, that's the new the new industrial wave as well. It's all part of that. Yep, most definitely. And, and I know this is a, a huge, gargantuan man in the world of, uh, of disruption. Jeff Bezos is in town this week. Uh, he was in Amman, Jordan, going through Saudi, coming here. I still haven't found out who he's coming to meet, why he's here, what he's doing. 
Your story last week, I thought, was uh, quite instructive, Andy. Yeah, but I still didn't firm it up. I mean, it, it, the fact was, okay, this guy is the, the head honcho of Amazon, and there was rumors that they might be buying into or buying or buying into Souk.com, which is the, uh, the Middle Eastern version of Amazon. Uh, I spoke to Ronaldo Mushua, who's the CEO. He said, look, Amazon don't speak to me, funny enough, if they're trying to buy us. Just a fair point. Uh, he said, I haven't heard anything about it. But the fact is, there's no smoke without fire. And when there's a guy here from the head of that company, you've got to think, why would you be here? Well, interesting. I was having a conversation with uh, Danny Farha from Beko Capital, one of the leading VCs in the region. Mm -hmm. And he made a very a, a wider point that w now, now is the time where you're going to see some real exits in this region. And there's been, there was a perception that perhaps there, there are no exits for these startups and these tech companies, but very little investment was actually made prior to 2010. Yeah. And now we're entering the cycle where investments that have been made over the last five, six years must mature, that, that people need to get out. And that's when you'll see some of these deals. So, yeah. you know, it, it's not illogical that some of the bigger players around the world are looking at this region and saying, you know, maybe I'll, I'll take a slice of the action now. And obviously, original stakeholders are saying, maybe I want to see some return on my investment as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Let's hope we've got better news for you next week. Thanks for listening.